Insert awesome fantasy radio announcer intro here. What's up, everyone? This is Joey Tucky. I'm a writer, blogger, and contributor to AtlasUncut.com, as well as a serially curious person. This podcast, rightfully named Fit Body, Fit Mind, was created to take you along the journey of self-improvement and a better understanding of the people in your lives. I'm going to share with you my research and ideas, as well as try to score interviews with experts in the fields of psychology, exercise science, biology, sociology, cardiology, and more. Not to mention interviews with exceptional people who have inspiring stories so that we can learn what drives them and hopefully apply those techniques to our lives. So without further ado, let's start episode two. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You fit in where you're at. You get to work and everyone looks like you. Similar build, similar work attire. You're surrounded by similarities, real cozy, comfy similarities. Now a day goes by that someone pushes you to do anything but produce work-related results. This goes on for years. All of a sudden, one day, you look at everyone in your office and think, these people have gained weight, only to realize that those similarities run deep. You start thinking about those times you meandered through the store, shopping for that new, less tight-fitting pair of pants and a little bit bigger belt. Every morning, you reminisce of the days when putting on your shoes wasn't a monumental task of grunting and discomfort. It happened. Slowly but surely, it happened. You're overweight. The light bulb goes off and you tumble into depression and shock. It's one slow light bulb. Why didn't you see it coming? This happened to me in the Navy. I was stationed in Japan and we were forward deployed with the Kitty Hawk aircraft carrier. That means we didn't have a set deployment schedule. It was an as-needed basis. We would go on cruise, come back for an undetermined amount of time, and go back out on cruise again. Cruises had ports, and being a young sailor, I wanted to go out and party after working seven days a week for 12 hours a day on the ship. When we got back from cruise, I wanted to go party because I earned it. Before we went on cruise, I wanted to party because we were about to go out again. In between all this, I wanted to party because I lived in Japan. (laughs) On top of that, I smoked half a pack a day of Newport 100s. You get the picture. On top of all the partying, I was partaking in all the amazing foods and culture. Constant trips to the 7-Eleven free gyoza, snacks and sandwiches, chew highs, big bowls of ramen, some katsudan, and of course beef bowl because it was cheap. Lots of barracks barbecue to boot. In the room, my fridge was stocked with beer and snacks. My idea of working out was long bouts of Xbox and drinking games. At the time, I was working towards being a plane captain on E2 Hawkeyes. The details aren't important, but one aspect of it is. That epiphany moment, or should I say epiphany week. My line check chief poked my stomach and said, dude, you're getting chubby. Strike one is the old ego. When I was talking to a gay friend of mine about going to a Ricky Tan style massage parlor in Hong Kong, tell him you saw me with my shirt off and you wasn't that impressed. Strike two. Strike three came in writing form. I'm a plane captain patch for my coveralls. See, every qualified plane captain gets a patch with their squadron, their name, and their nickname. Being that I didn't really have a nickname that people called me, it was up to the line chat crew to come up with one for me. The day came to proudly receive my new patch with my nickname emblazoned in yellow thread on a black background. It was Tubby. Yeah. Tubby was my new nickname. That was the proverbial nail in the coffin. My ego, lie there, dead in the street, just awaiting his chalk line. As if not by blind fate alone, two days later we had weigh-ins. By now, I was mostly dreading this day. There was one final string of hope that it wasn't, I wasn't that bad off. Coming out to Japan, I was a svelte, 160 pounds. 
the numbers couldn't be that drastically different. Maybe I could lay off some booze a little, you know, swap out burritos for carrots, and in a week or two, I'd be good to go. I step on the scale, and it was hopelessly inaccurate. Or at least I was hoping it was hopefully inaccurate. After some arguing with the third class commanding the sliding weight on the upper bar of the scale, I was assured that it was perfectly dialed in at 215 pounds. The final string was severed, and I fell into the dark abyss of self-honesty on the swim-to-self world. That's right. Strike four. This game sucks. To add insult to injury, we had to do a physical fitness test that involved push-ups, sit-ups, and a mile and a half run. I'd never struggled so hard in my life. Barely eking out a passing score for push-ups and sit-ups, I lined up with the rest of the squadron for the run. Maybe a quarter of the way into it, I was absolutely exhausted. Wheezing, coughing, feeling real throw-uppy, if you know what I mean. As I'm contemplating all of my life choices that led me to this point, I get passed by a second class that's got 15 years on me at least. He Miss America waves and laughs while he's puffing on a cigarette. Strike five. It's far from rare that you don't recognize the weight gain is coming. It's just a hard pill to swallow when you realize it's already here. It was time for a complete mind shift. So, now that the lights were on, and I could see the elephant in the room, I needed to figure out a way to get rid of it. The old adage of how do you eat an elephant was a fitting start. Of course, the answer is one bite at a time. So I needed to fix my diet. The thing is, I had no clue how, so I just copied my friends who were in great shape when they weren't looking. I was that super like lurking stalker creep, trying to eye everything that was in their cups and on their plates. I chose being creepy over asking because I already had a fragile ego to protect. Second, understand why I drank, like smoked, ate like garbage to begin with. It all boiled down to being stressed and unhappy. Tony Robbins said it best. When you're stressed, you're breathing shallow and fast. So smoking a cigarette, what does it do? It causes you to take slow, deep breaths. You don't feel stressed anymore after a cigarette. You're killing yourself, but at least you're not stressed, right? The same goes with eating. You eat when you're stressed. What do you do? You slow down your breathing and take more deep breaths. I didn't quit smoking still. I did quit eating like crap. Right around the same time, I was required to attend a class called Prevent on the ship. It was a series of videos of people with tracheotomies getting their throat holes cleaned out with medical pipe cleaners. It was pretty gnarly. Let's just say that was the catalyst for me to quit. That day I quit cold turkey. So I fixed my diet, or at least was on a much better path. I quit smoking and just started breathing. It was way cheaper and I smelled a lot better. I started working out and I dialed back on drinking. It wasn't a one day process by any means. I had to learn how to exercise, eat, manage stress, and work extremely hard without rewarding myself with unhealthy habits. After months of work, I was at 170 pounds and had some muscle. I could run without dying, and I could knock out a physical fitness test without being passed by an old, salty smoker. Fifteen years later, I'm still learning every day, and I can't wait to learn more. I wanted to share this story because I know there are a lot of you out there that have seen the elephant in the room. You're not alone, and you can fix it. I can't wait to learn more and be able to share it with you down the road. Question of the day is, have you ever felt this way? If so, have you transformed yourself?
If not, is there a sticking point keeping you from changing? I'm working on getting a better mic and I appreciate you struggling through the poor audio. If you made it this far, thanks for listening.